Humans consider themselves unique, so they've rooted their whole theory of existence on their uniqueness. One is their unit of measure, but it's not. All social systems we put into place are a mere sketch. One plus one equals two, that's all we've learned. But one plus one has never equaled two. There are, in fact, no numbers and no letters. We've codified our existence to bring it down to human size, to make it comprehensible. We've created a scale so that we can forget its unfathomable scale. A woman who lived next door to a preacher was puzzled by his personality change. At home, he was quiet, shy, reserved, but in church, he was a real fire orator, rousing the masses in the name of God, screaming, shouting, and jumping for joy. It was as if he were two different people. One day, she asked him about this dramatic transformation that came over him and when he preached and why it was so. Ah, he said, that's my alter ego. Welcome to another episode of Shaken Not Stirred. I am your host, Martini, and if this is your first time to the channel, welcome. If you visited the channel before and have watched a few of my videos, please show your support and appreciation for the content by liking, sharing, and hitting that subscribe button down below. Today's episode is on an often cited, highly misused, and sometimes confusing aspect of the human experience. The ego. Is it really all that bad, and do we need to get rid of it? According to many psychologists and psychoanalysts, the ego is nothing more than your identity, or who you think you are. More specifically, your ego is usually constructed of a name, personality, and a story, and particularly in that order. Within this personal story is a collection of memories, uh, beliefs, ideas, and sensations about who you are, where you come from, what you're good or bad at, what you've experienced, and so on. You're probably wondering, well, what about individuals who are enlightened um, and don't have a sense of self, and they are living as if they're almost in complete, pure bliss? Well, here the distinction needs to be made in the sense that those who experience spiritual enlightenment don't lose or kill their ego. They simply stop identifying with it. No ego at all would mean no ability to stay alive. In almost every nook and cranny of the spiritual field, uh, you'll hear the ego spoken about with contempt. Um, sometimes it's even demonized. Many people carry the belief that the ego needs to be destroyed and killed even. But do we need to destroy the ego? Furthermore, what can you learn about your own ego? Remember, the ego is simply your identity, who you think you are. So in the words of renowned spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle, Ego is no more than this, identification with form, which primarily means thought form. So when we identify with a thought or story in our head, the substance of the ego is actually born. So how exactly is the ego formed? There are three main reasons or three distinct purposes for the ego uh, to exist in the human condition or the human experience. First one is primal protection. 
section eight. Second one is social conditioning. And the third is psychological security. So primal protection, what is that? Without an ego, from contrary to what most people think, without being able to say this is me and this isn't me, how can we possibly stay alive? For example, if you had no sense of self, there would be nothing stopping you from drowning, getting hit by a car, getting eaten by an animal, having a limb severed, and so forth. There would be no capacity to differentiate yourself from a bus, a knife, a lake, a road, and so on. So to protect ourselves, we need a sense of self or ego. The second reason that ego exists or it's formed is social conditioning. Since childhood, we are taught that we are separate from others and life itself. It's kind of like the experiment with putting the child in front of a mirror or any uh, mammal in front of a mirror uh, at a certain age to see how they respond to that mirror. As we grow up, we believe, we are taught to believe, excuse me, in and identify with the thoughts that run through our head. But those are by, by those who model this behavior around us, excuse me. We're also taught to almost adopt our family's belief systems and values automatically, as well as society's wider definition of who we are or should be. And so as a result of being taught or conditioned to believe that we're separate individuals, we experience fear and suffering. Instead of simply experiencing life in its pure simplicity and wholeness, wholeness we filter life through our minds. The third reason why the ego exists is psychological security. Other than protecting our physical bodies, the ego protects us psychologically. Consider it or think of it like a shell that protects a chick, a baby chick. The ego keeps us contained and protected, and yet simultaneously trapped. Imagine if a baby chick was left without a shell while its tender body was still forming. It wouldn't last long at all and would probably be dead within an hour. In many ways, we are the same. We need that shell of ego while our souls are still growing and evolving and maturing and deepening. Like a chick that needs a shell in order to break through it, we need to form an ego in order to transcend it and move beyond it as we elevate and grow. Not having some kind of ego structure would render the world a tremendously overwhelming place in which we would be paralyzed to do anything. So, is the ego necessary? Absolutely. We need to understand on our spiritual awakening journey, awakening journey that the ego isn't good or bad. It's actually a neutral force. Whether our ego causes joy or pain is all up to how we use it. Ego is a tool. It's a biological, psychological, and social survival mechanism. Without it, we wouldn't be able to function in this world. How else could we tell the difference between ourselves and the oncoming train or truck that's heading our way? We need our egos to live in this physical body. The ego is crucial because it exists as a vehicle of our spiritual growth. Certain methods such as yoga, catharsis, dancing, energy work, and meditation can serve as doorways to which we can remember and reclaim our true nature. Peace and blessings.